0: Hey guys, this is Tyler. So I just want to apologize right now for the audio in this one. Uh, I did my best to clean it up and clear it up the best I can. Uh, unfortunately, that was about this is about all I could do. Uh, so I apologize once again. I uh, don't know what happened or why that happened, but hopefully it won't happen again. Uh, but hope you guys still enjoy the show. Thanks. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 314 of the Drunk Dashers podcast. I'm your as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy?
1: Hey, man. 314, that's the number. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, in the world of Gables, man, really nothing been nothing really has been going on too well. But at the same point, I'm glad I'm actually recording podcast. And yeah, I have played some bits of games this week, but yeah, Ooh. it's been kind of busy. But how have you been, Tyler?
0: <laughs> uh, you know, I've had worse weeks. I've had better weeks. Uh, Monday, I had a park in the sunday night i had a park in the street we had a big snowstorm yeah on uh saturday and um uh so like a lot of the side roads weren't plowed yet um so i had a, so i ended up in a park on the street yeah uh, on sunday night and then woke up monday morning go to work and just my my luck uh two people decided to park about a foot on about two feet of space on both sides of me uh and they were just nice enough finally to plow the roads um so my car now had a bunch of snow around it and i was surrounded by cars wow um yeah so i couldn't get out so i had to take an uber to work um first time i've ever 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 been late to work in my entire life wow um yeah and then uh get off work take an uber back to my car finally uh, kind of shoveled out it warmed up throughout the day so it kind of melted some but they went and plowed the road again so i had more snow surrounded by it so i was sitting there like shoveling behind my tires with all i had was a scraper um, I had no shovel uh, around, and then um, I finally get it out. Of, finally get it out of there. Get about 50 feet on the road, flat tire. Oh, yeah. So then uh, had to change my uh my tire, put on put on my spare, and then drive across town to uh Firestone and get a get a re- get a re- not replaced but get it patched. So that was a uh, not a fun day. It was it sucked because like I finally I'm like oh sweet. I finally got off at, like, a decent time. I had got off, like, at 3 o'clock, like, the first time. I got off work before, like, 4.30 for the first time in, I don't know, a month or more, probably six weeks. Ah. And I was like, sweet. Ended up spending four hours uh, get, changing my tire, getting across town, and waiting for my tire to get fixed. Ah. So, yeah. So, I ended up getting home later than I normally do. So, that sucked. Um, yeah. But, I don't know. Other than that, it hasn't been uh, too bad. Kind of started off poorly, but uh, it got... We got better as we went along um you know still haven't got a chance playing a game it's just been super busy still uh a lot of shit going on we got we're doing a big remodeling project at the house um and work obviously working 11 hour days plus saturday and then coming home and we're like we're painting the kitchen we're ripping up all the carpet in the house and right. we're uh we're gonna, we're gonna get some tiles put in and everything like that so it's a uh, it's been a it's been a lot so but Hopefully, we're hoping that'll be done in the next couple of weeks, and finally, maybe I'll have some time to play some g- video games. Because uh, I have Anthem just came out. Uh, I got Metro Exodus. I started. I played like two hours of two or three hours of Resident Evil. Uh, so we're in February, and I'm already got a hell of a backlog going. So <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing too crazy going on with me. Other than that, um, but Gables. Yes. Uh, we, it's been a pretty crazy couple weeks now with, with gaming, especially on the Nintendo side of things. Oh, no shit. Um, so we have, we have, uh, we have like four topics I think this week, four or five. And I think three of them are Nintendo related. Uh, so I think we're going to start off with probably the biggest news. Um, that's going to affect the company more than anything is that unfortunately, eh, it's bittersweet really. Um, uh, I think it's more unfortunate for us, but for, you know, for him, it's, it's probably a good thing. Uh, or we're happy for him. Uh, but, uh, reggie F- uh, fisa may uh, who is the N- N- Nintendo of america president uh he is retiring uh, on april 15th and of all people doug bowser will be replacing him as president um so they released a really nice video it was like three minute long video uh reggie did uh with like a, like a lot of cool uh, b-roll and everything like that like i, I was pull- fighting back some tears when i was watching that one um but he um <clears throat> he said in this video that uh Nintendo owns a part of my heart forever. Uh, it's a part of that is filled with gratitude for the incredible, uh, incredibly talented people I've worked with, for the for the opportunity to represent such a wonderful brand, and most of all, to feel like a member of the world's most positive and enduring gamer community. As I look forward to departing in with in both good health and good humor, it is not game over for me, but instead leveling up uh, to more time with my wife, family, and friends. Now, it has been my great fortune to work with work with and be mentored by uh, Reggie, um, I'm sorry, I'm on the wrong, I moved to the wrong person. So this is from this quote from Doug Bowser. He said, it has been, uh, my great fortune to work with and be mentored by Reggie for four years at Nintendo of America and rest assured we we will continue to build on his work to evolve and expand our our brand furthering Nintendo's global mission of creating smiles. There are millions more of those to come. Um, so yeah, uh, I think, I don't, I don't know if this is like talked about before or like this has been out there, but I think it's from the sounds of it, it. Sounds like this was a shock to pretty much everybody. So who knows how long this has been in the works for um, for Reggie and Nintendo. Um, but I don't know when, when you saw this, Gables, uh, where, where were you with this one? I was actually kind of surprised as
1: well, to be perfectly honest with you, because it's like it definitely came out of left field, considering that how well the Nintendo Switch has been going through a success and everything else. And it kind of is. It kind of leaves a feeling of like just something you just don't really see too often and that's somebody inside of a head corporate position you know just actually wanted to go and go the route that he went you know that's retire he obviously has made plenty of bank and stuff like that to live out the rest of his life with his family and this and that but it's it's just something that's kind of it's like really positive it's sort of enlightening because it's like the exact opposite of like some other people in the gaming industry like in corporate structures like an ea's or an activision's or those head haunches there but then you go over and you look at Rich Efigesma and what he's done exactly since taking over his Nintendo as Nintendo of America's like president from being at Pizza Hut, like uh, previously and stuff, and a lot of the positivity and a lot of things that he's done and progress and stuff. It's really a crazy ride for someone when you come to think about it. Because hell, a lot of us were skeptical of the, of the guy when he first came in and stuff for that one uh, E three press conference and stuff when. The, I think the DS was
0: announced and stuff like that,
1: and yep. one of his opening phrases was, "I'm here to kick ass and take names," and that kind yeah, of and like we're sh- about making games, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and that really caught a lot of people off guard. And so we came from being kind of unsure, of Reggie, and then progressively gotten so used to him. But some of the biggest highlights I think of having, like, say, watching Reggie over the years throughout the conferences, Nintendo Directs, this and that and stuff, it's just that sort of, like, close-kin relationship that he had, like, a lot of his, his workers and especially a lot of the other, like, uh, key people in Nintendo at the time, like, say, Mr. Miyamoto and even and even more especially, like, Shototo Iwata and stuff like that. It's, it's so awesome because it's like, it was like this dynamic that you hardly ever see. It definitely felt like a comfortable sort of blend for the outside of looking in. It kind of less made it feel, those three guys in general, you know, Satoru Iwata, Reggie Fizume, Mr. Miyamoto and stuff like that, they kind of gave off a feel of sort of like a family sort of atmosphere from the outsider looking in. And it's like, okay, I want to enjoy these games and stuff like that. It's kind of the perception that uh, that some people may have or some is like viewing some corporations as sort of like f- some companies as like family in sort of a way. Mm-hmm. I mean that's a definitely a dangerous thing to do, and quite honestly, if <laughs> for those listening and stuff, it's like, trust me, for a corporation type of standpoint like you don't you don't want to look at it as that aspect and stuff like that because a corporation is a corporation. I mean, I don't want to bring it down inside of a standard to what exactly like that we're covering at the moment, but it's like you got to really kind of think for yourself in terms of like things because it's not really the corporation or the company. That gives all that vibe, it's the people and the co-workers you work with that present to that sort of level. And so having that type of dynamic that Reggie did have, not only with his co-workers and a lot a lot of the people that he helped like boss and tutor and like mentor and stuff like that, it definitely came as a bit of a surprise, not just to me, but like just to everybody around the gaming industry. This is a few years removed from Satoru Wada's untimely passing and stuff, and now we have another key member there just like retiring, and man. I was seeing tweets all around in sort of uh, past couple of days, and it's like, yeah, you guys. It's like if you think this is bi- if you think this is big or something like that, we'll f- wait until how you guys feel when like Mr. Annum or Mr. Miyamoto retires. And so I'm like, oh god, I'm thinking myself, I ain't ready for that shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> we know it's coming eventually because those guys are not getting any younger, but still, no. And I'll just say for the record, having a guy as the Nintendo America president with a last name of Bowser, Jesus Christ, <laughs> dude. It still rings as funny to this day because I remember when Doug Bowser was being hired on and stuff. It's like, oh hey, uh, his last name is yeah. Bowser, <laughs> and now and now whenever he's going on stage and stuff, like even the casual people that look at gaming and this is like, oh they got Bowser right there as a president. <laughs> but um, honestly, it it definitely is a bit of sad, kind of somber news and stuff. That he's retiring, but at the same point, he did bring a lot of like he did bring, like, a lot of influence, a lot of positivity to Nintendo of America and kind of presented it more as an effort and stuff like that that uh, a lot of people will definitely appreciate from going on looking back. But, of course, you know how some people can be a little bit petty and stuff like that and this and that and stuff. You know how the thing for years, like, people wanted Reggie to announce Mother 3 and stuff coming to America and this and that and stuff. I just look at that as, like, guys, really? I mean, come on. He did what he basically could, and plus all of the freaking legal crap and stuff surrounding the Mother series throughout the years and stuff. Just be happy we got Mother 1 and 2 freaking re-released digitally on the Wii U, or even like on the 3DS. Well, maybe not the Mother 1, but Earthbound in specific, but... Oh yeah, that's pretty much my take on it. How about yours, Tyler?
0: Okay. Um, look, I said at the top, it's bittersweet, um... He's only fifty-seven, which was shocking. I mean, I I didn't think he was old, but when he started talking about retirement, I'm like, oh man, maybe he's. I'm not the guess. I'm not the best sometimes at guessing ages, so maybe he's like in his sixties or something like that. Um. So yeah, I, I was shocked to see how young he is. So, um, I don't think he's done. Maybe maybe he's done with the industry, but I feel like maybe he's taking. He's probably gonna take a few years off, uh, But or maybe he really is. Maybe he's like, hey, i I'm, I'm do, I've done what I. I've done what I can. Nintendo is probably at the high at the the best it's been since um the like when the Wii launched the Wii launched um but i'd argue it's in the consumer's eyes it's better than what the Wii was when it launched just maybe not the volume of the money side but i think the way people look at at the switch and everything it's probably better i mean, the the, the long term but um yeah I, maybe he's, he looks at like i've done everything i can do here it's like we <laughs> i've peaked you know uh but I think you know, yeah, he he's done some great things. But I think the thing I'm gonna miss the most. I think the, the reason why we, you know we hear about people retiring or leaving companies all the time, uh, big names that we, but we don't really know who they are. We, we vaguely remember them from some press conferences and stuff like that, but we don't really care. The, the reason we talk about it is not just because it's Nintendo, but because I mean, you look at, I mean, he was like the, the the way with the directs are they've been for the last I don't know how long they've been around, maybe ten years or so, or close mm, yeah, seven eight years now. Um, what makes us, you know, makes a lot of those people household names, um, like Iwata and Reggie and stuff, is because of these directs, like the the stupid stuff they do, yes. like Iwata doing the directly to you with the with the hand motions and the thing with the banana and stuff like that, and Reggie with doing like the dumb workout videos or Bill Trennan, you know, things like that. Like <laughs> we, we we talk we're talking about these guys. I mean, and they were great at like, uh, we, you know, with, with the E three stuff. Like they were great at that. And there's a lot of memorable moments there. But like you said, like the first time we saw him it was i'm here to kick out kick ass take names and we're about making games and um you know we we, we see all this and it's great but it, it's gonna be it's it's a little little upsetting you know uh because ever since iwata is passed the, the the people that have replaced them in the directs are, don't just don't have the same pizzazz as uh um those as you know iwata and reggie do like, was, oh, like that the stuff with, like
1: and all the other stuff of stuff that they were willing to do was just really hilarious yeah yeah like
0: things. the like the the puppets like that only works for those two and miyamoto um <laughs> that you look at um the the year for they they were talking about the smash brothers for the wii u oh my god and they had iwata the water fighting <laughs> yeah the, the matrix thing that was so um, funny yeah so like you you have all these like awesome great moments that uh that they had, and they haven't really been. Re- I mean, Reggie's only really on the directs during E3. He doesn't yes. really, and even still, like even the last one, I think he was only in it for a few minutes, uh, and there was other people doing it. So you can definitely kind of see, uh, especially with the one, you know, obviously when Wada passed, like uh, there's been a new guard coming in, uh, and with the new, we have a new president now too. Um, so. I don't know. And part of me wonders, like, oh, maybe this is like maybe part of the regime. He was just there to kinda of get through the regime. The regime. Nah. Can't say the word. But he was there to get, you know, let the new president kind of get uh get his feet wet a little bit and that would maybe that was his plan or uh you know once he got once he got in, like I'm out. Um so I don't know. Uh it, it, like I said though, it's depressing. It's uh it's sad. You know, the Bowser uh Doug Bowser guy, he seems cool, like they're showing some stuff with him in it. Um, you know some videos of him wearing like the Bowser hat and stuff like that from Mario Odyssey. Um, but I don't know. You can't replace Reggie. You can't replace uh, Iwata. You know, no matter what you do or who you are, they were their own thing. So it's kind of sad now. You know, f- five years ago we had these three great guys, and now all we have left is uh, Miyamoto, and he's. I mean, he's in his seventies. Who knows how much longer he's gonna be around doing this stuff? Oh my god. So yeah. Um, I don't know. But you know, luckily I'm happy for him. I don't think this is the last uh we'll hear of him at least not maybe maybe in this industry but i think he's gonna i bet he'll take a couple years off and then he'll be back somewhere else um
1: he doesn't strike me as the guy that's gonna write off into the sunset that's for sure
0: (laughs) no no i yeah i think he's gonna take a well-deserved vacation and then i won't be surprised yeah like i said we'll be hearing from him for too long somewhere um but moving on to some more nintendo news here uh so this we talked we actually t- talked about this in depth in the episode that we uh, that i lost uh a couple weeks ago um but so it sounds like it's more and more coming this part's coming true uh that the game pass is coming to switch uh xbox's game pass that is so this is uh, according to direct feed games and also game informer uh, Microsoft plans to bring some Xbox games like Ori, and the blind forest, to the Nintendo eShop and allow game pass subscribers to access the services catalog via the project X cloud streaming. Um, so that's kind of like the, you know, that's been their big thing now as a streaming service. And also with the rumors of the next console going to be, you know, it's going to have uh, one them there's going to be two models. There's going to be the regular box and there's going to be a streaming service that you just plug into your, you know, your TV or you can download it onto your TV, like an app. Um, So it sounds like more and more likely that this, you know, this is what they meant when they said the Xbox Live is coming to these, uh, to to the Switch, iOS and Android is that we're just, it's going to be like a YouTube app or something, but it's going to be, you can play games on it. So, um, you know, a couple weeks ago, we talked, we, we talked about quite a bit, like what we thought it could be and like what we hoped it would be. Um, I don't know if, if this became something that this, this happened, would it would, I don't know, would, would you want to pick it up? It, would only this game pass.
1: it honestly would depend upon which games are made available to stream over the Switch. To be perfectly honest with you, there are a few Xbox One titles that I would like to play on my Switch in specifics. I would love to see Ori and the Blind Forest. I would definitely love to see Cuphead. I mean, for God's sakes, Cuphead is one of the bigger games of the past few years that made it onto the Xbox One and on Steam, respectively. Yeah. But... Just the thought that maybe I could potentially play a Gears of War game or a Forza game on my Switch has me very excited because I like, and not just any type of Forza game, I'm talking about the Forza Horizon games, the explorable like open world sort of car game where I could just drive any and everywhere and just wreck the crap out of everything. <laughs> <sighs> and that kind of makes me wonder though, it's like... If they incorporate, like, Game Pass stuff, I wonder if they'll incorporate sort of, like, downloads and stuff that you've bought previously on Xbox Live, you know? It, yeah. it has potential.
0: Yeah, I don't think... I don't know if it's going to do that. Um, I, when we talked about it, I thought... My, my thing I was hoping for the most was that we just had Xbox Live, the, the service... Yeah. ...on the Switch, so we have actual good internet service on the Switch. Um, but... Uh, no, I think this 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 is smart on Xbox's behalf. I, I do think it's it's kind of going to be kind of interesting though. If like, say, I don't know, with um, Madden eighteen gets put on Xbox Game Pass, like, why would that? And, and they also sell they sell that game on the Switch and on Xbox. Like, is that going to bother Nintendo? The fact that they're losing potential sales. I mean, even though they'll say the game's been out for a couple years, I don't know. I just think about like third party games, how that's going to work. Um, there. like, I feel like there's going to be some, like, maybe they'll allow a bunch of, like, um, like backwards compatible games and the Xbox games, but I could see a, a part where like things that are like they're already on the Switch you can buy, they won't let you put on that service, because um, be like if Rocket League, you know, like if they put Rocket League on, it, Rocket League I think is actually on Game Pass, where they let you be able to play Rocket League through the Game Pass on your Switch, and when they'd rather Nintendo would rather you buy Rocket League on the Switch instead. That's so, a good question. Um,
1: That's a good question. They would have to pick and choose what games would be made available on the Switch of itself. <laughs> even though the crossplay compatibility is definitely there for like Rocket League and for Minecraft, Fortnite, especially those games and stuff. Even if they're available for, even if some of them are available for like for free on the Xbox One or even on Game Pass and stuff like that, it's interesting to see if if Nintendo actually goes the route of maybe like limiting what games could actually be presented on its system in terms of streaming wise but it also could be potentially like say a renaissance period as well because for those gamers that are younger that are more akin to like the xbox 360 or certain xbox franchises maybe potentially coming onto the switch maybe available by game pass you know it's like it could be potentially a very big thing that not only would encourage them to go forth and plop down what money needs to be for Xbox Live and, like, the Game Pass stuff in general, but it also could be, like, a potential thing for... It could also be, like, a potential thing, like, for (laughs) Microsoft as well, because considering that they've never actually reached inside of the market in terms of, like, handheld stuff, say, like, a Nintendo or, like, Sony have attempted to do, because here's the thing, man, it's like, doesn't it not sound enticing to have a game like Gears of War or something or Halo on a handheld on the go? You know.
0: Um. Yeah. I don't know how would, I don't know how it works exactly with Game Pass. Where like, because you can download to your Xbox, but I think you still well, have yeah. to be online to play them. Um. But um, I to me I look at it like this. Like if if this does happen and this works and it works well, this would get rid of and I had like good internet service to uh, play these games like the like gears five came out, let's just say, or gear six, uh, came out. This would eliminate me needing to buy the next Xbox console. That's completely. very true. Like I would be more than if this. If this is the case. And like, um, like I already have game pass and stuff like that. I pay for it. I don't, I, I have an Xbox I barely use. Um, but like if I can just play all the, like the only reason I would buy an Xbox unless PlayStation five, let's they, they completely shit the bed with that thing, which is a, always a possibility, um, and it you know, swings back towards the Xbox's way, uh, and everybody's playing games on the Xbox, then that's the only reason i buy it, but um, uh, it just say things stay the same status quo, um, it just kind of eliminates the need to get an Xbox for me, where the only reason I even have an Xbox is to play their exclusives, which we keep talking about a few and far between and hopefully, you know, in a few years that that will change with all the studios they've been purchasing. Right. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, to me, I, I, really like this idea. Uh, I really hope this is the thing. I mean, initially when I first heard about it, I'm like, I ah, know this doesn't seem like a big deal, but the more I thought about it, I'm just like, Oh, okay. This is next generation. This is huge for me. Like I don't have to buy a five, $600 box. I can just pay 50 bucks a year. I, I, I assume I have to pay for Xbox live and, For game pass which i'd be paying for if i had the new xbox anyways so you limit that 500 bucks and i just got to pay i don't know 100 bucks 120 bucks a year for the service and there's some good games on there at the very least say two really good exclusives from xbox come out every year i it's it's, that's my money right there i I, I paid for it right then there you know how
1: microsoft could actually go through and not just like go through let's just think of this in general right here when Microsoft releases information upon their new Xbox line of consoles, you better believe that there's going to be some sort of elements to where they could potentially just say, no, we're not going to release these games serviceable through Game Pass and stuff. We want people to still buy our console boxes and stuff, either it being like the digital box only or the actual full-on like physical disks that you insert inside the console and stuff. There's going to be something, I feel, that is going to not only entice people to upgrade from their Xbox One S or their One X or whatever the hell into their new systems, but Mm. the Game Pass kind of in and of itself kind of presents itself in a way to help entice people who already have the Switch because it's like not only does it introduce them to some of the concept, the content and stuff for like uh, what Microsoft has, but at the same point with the Switch, with iOS devices, with like, Android devices and stuff being all that akin and stuff you only need to release like a specific amount of games and stuff and then when those new consoles release and you better believe there's going to be exclusive games for those systems too then it's going to present a sort of an option for people who already own a Switch and are kind of on the fence between getting the new PlayStation and the new Xbox, going to be more enticing getting the new Xbox because it's like not only you're going to have the Game Pass that's already going to be on this system that's going to be corresponding to the backwards compatibility of what the previous couple generations of Microsoft has released for their systems, but it's going to get the brand-new games on it as well that you're going to pay whatever the amount they charge and cost. So in a way, I kind of feel that in the grand scheme of things, this is a smart enticing move by what Microsoft is doing in collaboration and try to streaming all these, like, their Xbox Live and their Game Pass services on all these different devices. And it's kind of funny that Microsoft's philosophy right now is trying to get their Xbox Live services on as many devices as possible, but the one device mm-hmm. that you'll never probably see it on is on the PlayStation.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Especially with PlayStation won't even take the EA Access thing that Xbox has. So, But yeah, Tyler,
1: do you yeah. kind of, like, understand sort of the direction that i'm kind of like going in in terms of this because it's like yeah it kind of is it kind of is smart on microsoft's side because it's like they could potentially go that route and just say hey you guys can have game pass and all this stuff but it's it's only going to be limited to xbox xbox 360 and the xbox one s or x games and stuff of that content you know yeah
0: um yeah no i i i think it's it's smart get get out Give to as me, instead of trying to get people to buy your stuff, just bring your stuff to them. Yes, uh, make it available everywhere. Um, so you know, I, I look at like uh, you know, kind of look at Netflix, where that like when it ten years ago when it first got put on like on Xbox, like Netflix was a thing, a lot of people had it, but no, I don't really remember people talking about the streaming service. And then they put them on Xbox. Then then uh, there was like the Google Chromecast, things like that. Like they went to the devices that everybody already had. And your phones, things like that, and now it's the, one of the biggest companies in the entire world. Um, you look at the same thing with like YouTube. YouTube was a, a cool little niche thing, not really a niche thing. It had a lot of re- a lot of people were getting, you know, you would see some videos out there getting hundreds of thousands oh, of views and yes, stuff like yes. that. But <clears throat> over the last, I mean, seven, six, seven years or so, uh, I everybody watches YouTube. My sister, all she does is watch YouTube. Yeah, like, that's exactly. I have it's, tons it's... of friends. Yeah.
1: Well, like I was just saying, it's like YouTube is to that extent that since its release, near the time that uh, both of us kind of graduated from like, high school, respectively, has sort of evolved itself to be like a household app that everybody uses, not only for watching for their current content, but for people who have subscribed like to YouTube Red and stuff and are able to watch things without commercials and maybe watch movies and TV shows that are like paid mm-hmm. premium stuff that you could potentially do, which, you know what, yeah. it became big like that, just like what you were saying, because it presented itself on as many devices as it could back in the day, not just for PC, but eventually it made its way onto gaming systems, like, say, onto even some, like, niche ones, like, say, like, the uh, Vita, like, the th- the freaking 360, the PS3 you can actually watch YouTube on. It's... yeah, It's just crazy, you know?
0: Yeah. I think that, I mean, obviously these are video streaming services, and uh, but, I mean, I still I think this will be huge for them like just having the option just being there i think that will be uh, that'd be big um but yeah, yeah I, hope, I mean i hope this is true i do because i think that'd I be great do as cause... well
1: but the biggest issue that's going to come up is when it eventually does enable itself like say the game pass thing was and readily announced that it's coming to switch and stuff what's the quality of these streams going to be like on the switch because you have yeah. it on the xbox one x and people are people are actually pretty happy with the amount of streaming that you can do with the Game Pass in of itself. But bringing that the Xbox Live stuff and the the, the Pass stuff over to Switch, the quality of the streaming is definitely going to be what we're going to be looking for. Is it going to be worthwhile or is it going to be kind of like a hogwash like, say, some of PSN, like PS Now does? You know, it's up in the air at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I hope, like I said, I hope it's true, though. But stick them with Nintendo for a thousand. Uh, There's there's a rumor. This this actually I I I listen to this podcast every day, and they said this, and I didn't really think too much of it. But it kind of picked up steam a couple days later, oddly. Um, But uh, so last week on uh, kind of funny game, uh, kind of funny games daily, uh, they do it's a video game podcast they do every day, talking about news and stuff like that. Um, They had they had uh, Iram Khan. I think I'm totally butchering his name. But he's the senior editor from Game Informer. Uh, he um, he was on the show. I think it was like the th- the Thursday or Friday show, and he said that um, Nintendo is uh, is reviving uh, a dead and buried title, um, even though it in, even though it was officially canned. Uh, he later on went to explain uh, how he had heard enough about this game that almost he's almost sure it exists. Unfortunately, he would not mention the name of the game. Uh, and so went on from, it kind of was like a thing they said, whatever, blah, blah. blah. And then not really talk about too much, I didn't, like I said, I didn't think about too much. Um, I was thinking, I was trying to think of like, I'm like oh my God, I assume maybe, maybe something with that Star Fox F-Zero game or whatever. Maybe I'm, I'm thinking project robot, blah, 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 And then it kind of came out like on Sunday that the rumor is it's, he's, they're, they're working on getting, bringing back scale bound of all things, which was a, a which was a platinum game uh that that was there was an exclusive game that Platinum was making for xbox one uh where like there was a four-player co-op game where there was dragons and like guy wore beats by dre and stuff like that uh and it, i think it got canceled by i want to say about two years ago now um so yeah now so that's the rumor now um uh, i don't do you think the rumor is true and if say it just just hypothetically say it is true would you would you be excited to play this game on on the switch
1: Now, whether or not Nintendo is actually working on a canceled game at some point, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me in the least, only considering that they have went through and funded projects in the past that seemingly would not have seen the light of day. I'm taking with it the very same, like, a gaming company to where this is, rumors are all stemming from here, and that's Platinum Games. Platinum Games, they wanted to make Bayonetta 2, but they did not have the fundings or anything else like that until Nintendo stepped in and stuff and... Pretty much gave the money for them to produce Bayonetta two on the Wii U exclusively. So, in terms of like say scale bound and stuff, it wouldn't surprise me because of how closely knit Nintendo and Microsoft have been having with their like this a relationship that's been building over the past few years. I mean, granted, with this whole news going around the potential like Xbox Live app and everything else that's going on, it doesn't strike me as a far-fetched possibility that potentially microsoft could have potentially sold the rights to the scale-bound licensing or something like that to nintendo because if you looked at the copyright stuff and i did this actually i went through and i checked out some i checked out something like a video same for like copyright stuff back during that year back during the past couple of years and stuff microsoft has had that sort of trademark in the u.s but if you go through it seriously like say in 2019 you know this year you don't see that mark you see it maybe in europe but you don't see it on the u.s so potentially this also spread it also adds a little bit of like sort of like a authenticity where it could potentially have been sold already you you, but i can't really verify that because it's like the copyright stuff for licensing and everything else, it's sort of a convoluted thing, obviously. But uh, it definitely was something that I was looking, like watching a few. Videos. I was definitely watching a few videos on YouTube and stuff in terms, and not only the licensing stuff for like Scalebound, but also the potential of this game and of itself. I mean, here's the writing on the wall right here: you have two big, you have two companies that Nintendo is on friendly terms with, Platinum Games and Microsoft, at this moment in time. Scalebound has been a game that Hideki Kamiya has been, had been wanting to build, but that went through development hell on the Xbox One, and it was supposed to be released a few years ago. We didn't hear anything more past the initial E3 announcement, and all of a sudden, we were left wondering, well, where's Scalebound? Where's this Xbox exclusive that was supposed to come out? You know, But it never panned. It never panned out. But if, say, they are in development and working on this canceled game, one... It definitely would be a huge, a huge thing for Nintendo because it's like, this is a game that was exclusive to to Microsoft. And now this is going to be a Nintendo Switch exclusive game that could potentially be coming out like in a 2020 or 2021, you know, potentially. I mean, that would be huge news. Now, personally, do I believe that this has like, say, Scalebound could potentially make it on the Switch? To be perfectly honest with you, I don't really believe it all that much. Even with the evidence that's suggesting otherwise, game developers, not just game developers, but game companies in general, they look at a lot of different projects, like, daily almost, monthly, or wherever, you know, inside of meetings, inside of, like, business stuff. But the thought of, like, taking a, like, canceled, like, uh, game, so, like, Scalebound or remaking remake it something like that, it's pretty slim. It could also be potentially something else entirely that we've not even thought of, you know? It could be something that uh, Nintendo had outright cancelled, like, years ago, and we have lost sight of what that game was, and could be being remade or something like that, because maybe Nintendo's found the right company in order to try to do this and that. But honestly, up until it officially is announced and stuff, I can just consider this as just rumors at this point. That's pretty much my approach on it, but... It definitely has some possibilities, you know, that scale bound resurrection could be actual, could be an actual thing. But, uh, yeah, that's my take on it.
0: (laughs) Okay. I don't, I don't know. I mean, do I think it's true? Probably. Um, am I, like, necessarily excited for it? No. Um,. I don't know, I, I think a lot of people didn't really think the game looked that great when it was shown off like three threes in a row. It was kind of generic Anyways, looking, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, I mean, yeah. Uh, I just didn't, like, okay, this looks like, I don't know, like, I, this one, this, I don't know, it didn't grab me like a lot of the it other it Platinum games. It looks sort there. of
1: like a cross between Devil May Cry and Monster Hunter, pretty much.
0: Yeah, that that's a really good way to put it, yeah, um, with with Beats by Drace. Um <laughs> That's true. Uh, so I don't know. It, it just it didn't remember at the time. I'm like, this game doesn't look like it. it's any fun. And, um, so I'm, I'm hoping, I don't know I mean, if it's, if it's real cool, am I going to be, am, I'm not going to be excited for it now just cause it's on the switch and on an Xbox console. Um, so, I mean, if it, it does come out, like I said, it's awesome. That's cool. I hope the people that are excited for it are, are, you know, happy. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll wait and see. I, don't, I really don't have too much to say on it because it's it's just not a game I'm excited for, and I don't I don't really feel like the, there's a lot of buzz behind it to begin with. Um, but moving on to our last topic, Dreams, a game that was announced at the PS4 reveal, uh, It's finally coming out, kinda, <laughs> um, kinda. <laughs> so it's so they had the beta early. I think it was earlier this month or sometime in January. Um, uh, but, uh, now it's actually, it's, it, it, a lot of people were saying some really cool things about the, the, creator side of it. Well, now it's, uh, it's finally coming out in early access this spring. Um, it's going to be, uh, yeah, like I said, early access mode, no, like other than spring, no other dates. Um, it's going to be uh, available in limited quantities, um, and it squarely aims, uh, at those interested in creation. Um, dreams full tool set will be included along with its Excuse me. Along with tutorials. Um, and Media Molecule created arcade games, but it won't have all the features of the finished product and it'll be $30. Um, so not, I got, it's digital, so I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, but apparently they're going to limit the access to it. Um, I I don't know. I'm not big in this creation stuff. I never really got big. I never really got into the little big planets, stuff like that. Um, so we will, I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not super... Just, like, the scale bad thing. Like, I think I'm more interested to see what people do out of it. It's kind of like the, the, the Mario Maker stuff. Like, I had some fun with it, but it was more just, like, checking out all the cool shit people made out of well, it. Well, yeah, exactly. If there's That's if cool the- stuff that comes out of that, then awesome. I'll probably pick it up and... Check it out then. Right. Uh, but as far as like creating stuff, that's not me. What about you?
1: Well, that's just the thing, though. It's like a part of those games, the do it yourself sort of games, like the whole WarioWare DIY and the whole little big planet and the Super Mario Maker type of games, is presenting itself with tools of the options where, here, you create your own type of stuff right there, you know? And it's like inside of like hands of, say, like you or I or something like that, we're not going to create like very elaborate levels and stuff and try to be like genre bending stuff like some other people obviously have taken a lot more time and effort to create. But I kind of have your same approach in terms of this game in general. Is I, I just don't really care right now about dreams, unless I see something that's going to potentially kind of drag me in. It's like okay, I want this game now. It just kind of is. A, it kind of is like a fart in the wind almost. It's like, you know the content definitely isn't like uh kind of attractive or anything else like that and i'm just kind of made to kind of re-smell it all over again and stuff like that as the months go on by it's like okay well this game just released already <laughs> that's yeah basically how this uh my feelings are in general for it but
0: awesome like i said the top show hopefully uh can we start gaming here in the next couple of weeks uh just life is crazy right now but I think that's going to wrap up the show for us. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to hear more, more from us, we do have a Facebook page and group, uh, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Like can join us on there. On Twitter at Drunk Nerds Pod, Follow us on there. On, oh, boy. Twitch.tv slash Colonel Gables. Give them a big follow, please. And then also on YouTube, Drunk Dash Nerds. Subscribe. Give us a big thumbs up on all of our shows. Leave us a comment. really appreciate if you did so. And then I feel like iTunes. or iTunes, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Subscribe, please. Give us a five-star review. Leave us a nice little comment. And same with Spotify. I don't. I still don't really understand how the how the the comments, if there even is a review system. But you can, at the very least, subscribe to us. Uh, really, really, we would appreciate it if you did that. Um, once again, check us out in all those places. Thank you so much for listening. I was your host, I was Tyler,
1: and I have been Colonel Gables. So until next time, everyone, I hope you have yourself a good week. I definitely hope that you play yourself, not play yourself, but play a whole. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> <laughs> show title (laughs) stop playing with yourself anyway I hope you play a good variety of video games but most importantly of all thank you for listening to another fun filled episode of Drunk Dash Nerds podcast
0: Gables too sweet bye guys (laughs) bye that was funny